Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's Thursday afternoon. We're usually off today. But how could we possibly not come on the air uh, with Political Rewind when we have such extraordinary news developing in Washington? We have a lot to get to today. I'm Bill Nygut. Glad you could all be with us for this special edition of Political Rewind. Um, Kevin Riley is here. He, of course, is the editor of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and usually joins us on Tuesdays, but we're really glad to have you here today, Kevin. And uh, Robert Jimison, uh, producer of Political Rewind uh, for the last couple of years, uh, soon moving on to bigger and better things at GPB. Thank you for being here, Robert. Yep. Uh, Kevin, first of all, real quickly, you just said there's a brand new... I have said all week that we're watching this impeachment story play out in real time. And indeed we are. The New York Times just moved an item that's of some significance. What did they do? The Times is reporting that the whistleblower who revealed the president's uh, uh, phone call and and, and, and uh, the... Yeah, submitted this uh, report. Report yeah. is a CIA officer who was detailed to work at the White House at one point. Okay, well, we're you know, there's it's inevitable that more and more un- undoubtedly will come out probably about uh, the whistleblower. Although I know uh, that there are going to be efforts made by both members of Congress and uh, officials in DNI to the DNI to keep his identity secret. We'll see how that goes. Uh, let me start by talking to you about your craft. Mr. Riley, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution this morning did something that doesn't happen very often that tells us how important you all down at the paper think this story is. What did you do? Well, it's a uh, we ran a six column, two line headline on our front page, which is usually reserved for the biggest kind of news. And I I think we have a historic occasion here. And I did post it um, in response to the political rewind uh, Twitter account. So if you want to just have a look at oh, what, it see, what it looks like, uh, listeners can see it that way. Of course, what they should do is go out and buy the newspaper. <laughs> the uh, headline, six columns, which means all the way across the front page in at least 72-point type. That's big. Memo raises questions. Trump defends call. A balanced headline, as we would expect from the Atlantic Constitution. Thank you. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be an interesting and divisive time as this uh, whole thing proceeds. And uh, I'm sure here on the show and obviously in the newspaper, we're going to do our best to really give people the kind of information about it that that's concrete, so they can make up their own minds. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's uh, plunge into uh, we're, we're, Robert's here, and in a little while, Robert's going to give us the latest on. He's been keeping track of what. George's congressional um, uh, members of Congress are saying uh, it, it, about all this today. He's been trying to gather information today, and we're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. Before we do, um, Kevin, let's talk. Joseph McGuire, who is the DNI, the acting director of national intelligence, spent about three and a half hours testifying in public uh, in front of the House Intelligence Committee today. Um, and he, at the same time that he was sitting down, or just before he was going to sit down to appear, uh, the report that came from the inspector general who had interviewed and then investigated the whistleblower's 
complaint was released. The White House decided to uh, to uh, declassify it and let the whole thing come out. The actual whistleblower's complaint was yes. what they released, yeah, that, right? The, yeah. Right. The, his complaint is now public, um, and it's got powerful information in it. Uh, but I'm going to start um, with something that I know Republicans are going to cling to and already are making a big point of in the uh, third paragraph of this thing, of this report, the whistleblower who wrote it says, I was not a direct witness to most of the events described. However, I found my colleagues' accounts of these events to be credible because in almost all cases, multiple officials recounted fact patterns that were consistent with one another. And he goes on from there. So just to start from that point of view, already Republicans are going to discount a great deal of what we're going to talk about in just a minute. Right. I mean, even at that hearing, they started using words like hearsay which uh, is the formal legal term uh, for that sort of thing. Uh, I think the Democrats will find a way to counter that what the uh, whistleblower report actually does is provide that roadmap for what they should look at, the kinds of things they should subpoena information about. Uh, the, uh, the most important thing in that respect probably that came out of uh, the uh, Joseph McGuire, the DNI's testimony this morning, is Adam Schiff, chairman of that committee, said to him, will you commit that the whistleblower will be made available to us to testify without a minder sitting at his side and poking him essentially in the ribs to not say certain things. And McGuire said, uh, yes, he will be able to testify. Now, it'll be interesting. Will it be in closed session? Will he, his identity be hidden in some way? Um, but that's where the roadmap leads to an actual testimony of some sort. Right, because the, the complaint, when you read it closely, describes other people involved. Of course, they're not named, but uh, that would be the first thing. Who else was there? You know, what did they know? What really happened? So, uh, And I do. I believe the whistleblower, of course, will testify behind closed doors because part of the deal is to keep them anonymous. The director of national intelligence emphasized that he didn't even know who the whistleblower is. That's exactly is. right. Um Here's one one aspect of the complaint. The White House officials who told me this information about the phone call that they uh, knew about between the president, President Zelensky of Ukraine and Trump, were deeply disturbed by what transpired in the phone call. They told me that there was already a discussion ongoing with White House lawyers about how to treat the call because of the likelihood in the officers retelling that they had witnessed the president abuse his office for personal Gain. That's a powerful, powerful statement, Kevin. Uh, it's hard. And now you understand why the Democrats were using some of the language they were using last night after they got a look at this thing. It, it would be hard. I mean, just looking at it as an editor, if you were asking the writer, hey, let's make this a little more strong in our language, it would be hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing, and we're going to get to a break in a second here, but another very important aspect of this is the whistleblower says that in the days following the phone call, he had learned from multiple U.S. officials that senior White House officials had interview, intervened to lock down the records of the phone call, especially the word-for-word transcript of the, the phone call to Zelensky, and they had put it in a essentially a secret locked uh, uh, area of a computer somewhere uh, so that it could not be accessed the way most of this kind of thing 
is available for others to look at. So two points about that. In, In the whistleblower report, it reads that White House officials told me they were directed, directed in quotation marks, by White House lawyers to do what you just described. And it's classic. If this all turns out to be true and and this thing uh, goes on, it's always the same story, right? It's not the crime. It's the cover-up. All right. Uh, We're not covering up anything here at George Public Broadcasting during our radio pledge, Kevin Riley. We are telling people very loud and strongly, please... Help support the work we're doing on Political Rewind, on On Second Thought, all of our NPR programming, Morning Edition, uh, All Things Considered. We need your help. You're the ones who make our programming available. Pat Marcus and Bert Wesley Huffman have got some information for how you can be part of what we're doing here. Take it away, Pat and Bert. You can be part of what we're doing here right now with a contribution at gpb.org or a quick phone call, 800-222-4788. You're listening to a very special edition of Political Rewind here on listener-supported GPB. We are in the midst of a very busy news cycle. And as the investigation continues, we're keeping you up to date step by step. That's the reason why we've added this special edition of Political Rewind to our schedule today, especially following uh, the inquiry and the hearing that happened with the DNI and the investigation continuing throughout the day. We're keeping you up to date in between Morning Edition and All Things Considered with expanded coverage. And the way we do it is with your financial support. So especially in times like these, you may find that you're listening to GPB more and more. And that is why your support right now is so important, especially because the strive is scheduled to end in about 30 hours. We're looking to you to come to the phone, come to the website, give as generously as you can. 800-222-4788 is the number to call or give online at gpb.org. Yeah, this fun drive is almost over. Have we heard from you yet? Now is the time to go ahead and log that call at 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. You may not be used to hearing Political Rewind on Thursday afternoons, but this live broadcast is a great example of how the news team here at GPB tries to stay nimble in order to bring you the latest in news and information as it's breaking. Uh, and today, uh, you know, it was it was impossible for Bill to be able to pass up the opportunity to talk about this in this forum. Uh, and we're so thankful to have you along with us uh, listening today. So if you want to keep this kind of news and information flowing, if this is something that you listen to daily and Political Rewind is added to your list of must-haves, keep it safe and healthy by calling 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. Before this drive ends tomorrow, don't put it off until that last day. Do it while you're thinking about Don't it. Don't procrastinate. Go ahead and make your gift today. Don't be a last dayer. Be a todayer at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Even in the midst of this busy news cycle, we are working together to take care of the important and very serious business of making sure that GPB has the funds on hand to bring you coverage like this and expanded coverage when you need it the most, especially in times like these. And as an extra
extra incentive for you to go to the phone or the website or make your gift right now. We have a drawing on the table for you to win a fantastic vacation for two to St. Simon's Island. This includes a three-night stay at the beautiful King and Prince Beach and Golf Resort right there in the ocean. It also includes golf for two and breakfast. This is a fantastic getaway. Maybe your life is a little stressful. You could use some time at the beach, couldn't we all? You could be the lucky winner when we hear from you at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Remember, this drive ends tomorrow. We are looking for full participation of everyone who listens to get us to that end point by tomorrow afternoon, gpb.org or 800 800- Two 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 four seven eight eight. We do count on you to help cover the cost of the programs you hear. And when you do that, you'll help us end the campaign successfully by tomorrow. The end of the drive is almost here. And thanks to your support, we're making great progress. However, we still have a long way to go to wrap up this campaign successfully and on time on Friday, tomorrow. The goal for the drive is 2,500 donors. Now, that's what it'll take to cover the cost of the programs that matter to you this fall. We're now 861 calls or clicks away from reaching this critical benchmark. Mark. As we get closer and closer to the end of this fun drive, we're looking for full participation from everyone who listens to reach the finish line. It'll take the momentum we typically see on the last day of the drive, which is an incredible day, but we need it right now, today, to help us get there. So don't put it off any longer. Make sure we hear from you right now at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788. And if you've already done your part during the drive or you're one of our dedicated monthly sustainers, a very special thank you to you. Maybe you want to throw a little something extra into the pot to help us finish up everything tomorrow successfully. You can do that now, gpb.org or 800-222-4788. And thanks. Support for 88.5 GPB Atlanta comes from listeners like you. And Callaway Resort and Gardens, Georgia's authentic outdoor escape. Fall at Callaway is a time to refresh with 2,500 acres of hiking and biking, lake fishing, PGA-level golf, and more. More information at CallawayGardens.com. And UGA College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences inviting the public to see PBS host and chef Lydia Bastianich sharing her connections to place, food, and identity at UGA Chapel, October 2nd. More at caes.uga.edu. For those of you who have already uh, helped us this uh, pledge drive, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We've, we've uh, had a wonderful run with Political Rewind, and it's all thanks to the fact that you support us on this show. And if you haven't given, I hope you'll consider it before we end our pledge drive uh, tomorrow late afternoon. Um, look, Kevin, we're not going to be able uh, to get all of the uh, points that were made by the, by the complaint that was public, public, made public early this morning. I know, Robert, you've already posted it. Uh, people can see it on the GPB news website. On the news website, and we've tweeted it on the uh, Political Rewind Twitter page. And I I can't imagine that they won't be able to find it on your website at some yeah, point. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have it. I think we're trying to figure out if we if it, we can fit it in the paper because yeah, it's so it's lengthy. Long. It's long. Uh, we may have to excerpt it. But. I, I do want to make the point again um, – that there are the Republicans are attacking this on the basis that this is not necessarily firsthand knowledge. And Robert, you spent this morning talking uh, to a number of uh, congressional offices to get responses, the most current responses uh, from uh, members of our Georgia delegation. And uh, you also listened to see where they might be appearing. 
Uh, the first example of that is Doug Collins, I think you found, was doing Eric Erickson's radio show, right? Yes, Doug Collins spoke to Eric Erickson's show, The Resurgent, this morning. And let's listen, yeah? yeah. To, let's listen to what uh, uh, Collins told Eric Erickson. This is not about impeaching the president in many ways. It is about defaming him. It's about rolling him through the dirt so that whoever they can drag across the finish line in the Democratic primary for president can have a weakened president to run against. And this is the part that's concerning me greatly. Again, I can't, I'm just still sitting here stunned with how many times I read. I was told by multiple sources. I was told right. by multiple sources. That's just, I've, I've never said, if this is a whistleblower, then you and I can be whistleblowers. Well, there you go, Kevin. Uh, the Republicans attacking it on the basis that this isn't firsthand knowledge. At the same time, I'll say there is no more vociferous defender of President Trump right now than Doug Collins. Right. I mean, Doug Collins has been cast in that role, and I think there's a expectation uh, of him doing it. Um, I mean, I think it's – look, I think both sides are playing with fire in this whole thing. I think we can agree on that. I would say that – the Republicans, by attacking the whistleblower, a little bit tricky thing to do uh, because for all kinds of reasons, including if the New York Times story is accurate, and I bet we'll find out that it is. And we're assuming that they didn't know that he was a CIA agent when they did that. Uh, And also because, um, look, uh, I had an Atlanta homicide detective tell me this, right, in in a case. Uh, you know, you can't go out and recruit or audition witnesses. I mean, people find themselves witnessing something criminal, historic, different, troubling, and and they tell the story. Um, that does not – if you don't like them or they're partisan, it has nothing to do with whether what the they said is, is true. Story. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, that's really the question. Um, Robert, another theme that I think we're going to hear from Republicans was uh, really emphasized uh, in the comments you found from Doug, uh, Drew Ferguson down in the 3rd District around Columbus uh, and, and that whole region. Uh, because that has to do with Democrats who, when they first started talking about this, talked about a quid pro quo that the president w- had said on that phone call – if you give me dirt on Biden, President Zelensky, I'll release the military uh, equipment that you need. That quid pro quo is a little more subtle than maybe Democrats wanted. But Drew Ferguson kind of speaks to that, doesn't he? Yeah. And several Republicans are basing their argument in this, saying that you know, this is from Drew Ferguson. He says reasonable people realize the claims of this Democrat majority are a baseless attempt to mislead the American people. So what he's saying is, you know, the the sly talk in that conversation doesn't give a explicit example. And it's not enough to to prosecute, I guess, in this example, to cause an impeachment inquiry. We were interested in the fact that yesterday on the show uh, that David Scott had come out pretty strongly in favor of impeachment. Uh, Kevin, one of the reasons that that's interesting is David Scott, who's in the uh, 13th district, has been fairly moderate. He has never been kind of one of the uh, the liberal members of Congress. And he's been quiet on this but he also has is facing a primary challenge right now, among others, Michael Owens, a former panelist on this show running against him, sort of pushes people like like uh, uh, David into having to speak out at this point. Well, really, if you look around, right, uh, uh, Robert, I'm sure you, you sense this when you talk to these folks. This is what politicians hate. 
They have to make an early big bet here, and nobody wants to do that. They like to hang back, see what the winning horse is, and climb on right before the finish line. What did uh, what are you? You've got some uh, comments from uh, David Scott. So David Scott, he's been quite kind of quiet since the transcript and the and the memo came out, but he did come out early. He was in that wave of the four out of the five Democratic members, and he said, you know, while a basic tenet in our democracy is that you are innocent until proven guilty, no one is above the law. Mind you, this is still before the call came out. He was calling for the call to come out, but even before that, he still said we're we're down the road to an impeachment inquiry. Also, while we're at it, Buddy Carter. Do you have a, a current comment from Buddy Carter? Am I right about that? Yeah, so Buddy Carter's been— First district, yeah, we should say. Yeah, first district down in Savannah. He's been kind of, you know, front fronting the Republican, the Georgia coalition um, media effort. He was on MSNBC last night. He's been making the rounds this morning, and he spoke to um, NPR's On Point this morning talking about— you know, the the results from what was released in this morning's memora- uh, memo report, and this is what he said. Well, I have had a chance to read it. In fact, I've read it twice. And I will tell you that I didn't see anything that that really stood out to me. I, there was certainly no smoking gun. There was certainly no quid pro, pro quo. I didn't see anything like that. What I saw was a, 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 a conversation between two world leaders that flowed like you would expect it to flow, that was, you know, a conversation that that was not surprising at all to me. And in fact, if you had asked me, how do you think that two world leaders would talk to each other? I would have said just the way that these two are talking to each other in this conversation, in this document that we're reading right here. That's First District uh, Congressman Buddy Carter commenting on uh, the lack of quid pro quo, saying he sees nothing about the conversation that alarms him. Uh, the only thing that alarms me today is that uh, we're still we're still hoping that we can raise more money from this uh, radio pledge drive that's going on right now. I don't doubt that we will, but to do that, we need you to call us. And Pat Marcus and Bert Wesley Huffman can tell you how to do that right now. You can do that when you call 800-222-4788. You can also click on to gpb.org. Yeah, this is an incredibly interesting conversation. We're only going to take a short break from it to talk to you about the business of supporting us here at GPB so that we can continue to bring you more thoughtful and in-depth conversations about what's happening in the news, what's happening in, on the political front here in Georgia. Uh, political Rewind is one of two original shows that we produce right here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Uh Political Rewind currently comes to you four days a week. Uh, You're going to get interesting and up-to-date conversations. We want to continue bringing those to you. We can with your support when you call 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. And right now we're looking for four of you in the next few minutes. Four of you when you call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. Thank you for listening to Political Rewind here on listener-supported GPB. It's so good to have you along. We are coming up to the wire. The uh, end of our pledge drive, the end of our fund drive is fast approaching. We will wrap things up tomorrow afternoon, we hope, with your donation in hand. If you're hearing the urgency in our voices, it's because we have a lot of ground to cover between now and tomorrow afternoon to wrap this drive up successfully. We kind of break these 
goals down into smaller benchmarks. We're looking to hear from four of you by 2.30, four of you in the next couple of minutes of Political Rewind at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. And when we do, because I'm hoping you're getting to the phone or getting to the website right now, you'll automatically be included in our drawing to win a St. Simons Island vacation for two. This includes three nights in a beautiful oceanfront room at the King and Prince Beach and Golf Resort. Also, golf and breakfast is included. Now, you don't have to donate to enter the drawing, but because you're listening to this special edition of Political Rewind right now, I would guess that GPB and probably this show is a regular part of your life, and that is why we're coming to you for your support. We are listener-supported, our largest and most important source of funding comes from you. We're bringing you expanded coverage during our fund drive, and we're looking for you to support it. gpb.org or 800-222-4788. When you go to gpb.org, you can take a look around at all the various ways that we can say thank you when you do support us during this fund drive. One of them that I think is super cool is the brand new Everyday Hero Travel Tumblr. Uh, When you make a gift of $10 a month as a GPB sustainer, we'll say thank you by sending you this brand new travel tumbler. It's a 12-ounce stainless steel travel tumbler with a spill-proof plastic lid. It is perfect for your daily commute with GPB or or just using around your home or office. It has Everyday Hero engraved on the top half, which is the part that looks stainless steel. And then the bottom half is this lovely white enamel base. It's a really sharp-looking classic uh, beverage container. We'd love to send it to you with our thanks. Uh, It's simply $10 a month as a GPB sustainer. You can do that as a one-time donation of $120, but why not sign up as a sustainer so that you can have your ongoing support, and next time we run into a fun drive, you don't have to worry about whether you're caught up or not. We do count on you to help cover the cost of the programs you hear, and you're going to help us end the campaign successfully by tomorrow by making a gift today. Call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. Be an everyday hero today with your support of GPB. If you'd like to give $10 a month, we'd love to send you that Tumblr that Bart talked about. So many listeners say that you enjoy listening to GPB in the car or in the office. That Tumblr is perfect to accompany your listening, and it even comes with a spill-proof lid to keep you nice and clean while you're drinking your coffee or tea or whatever you put in there. But what's most important is that we hear from everyone listening right now. We have a lot of ground to cover between now and tomorrow afternoon. We are looking for full participation. That means everyone who listens to Political Rewind, especially if you're tuned in for the special edition, we're looking for your participation. No matter the amount that you give, what's important is that you do take action and give what you can. Be an everyday hero. That's what we think you are when you support GBB. So call 800-222-4788 or give online at gbb.org. And right now is a really smart time to support because we're also going to throw you in the hat for this drawing of a St. Simons Island vacation for two. That's going to be this evening at 7 o'clock. You can get in on that drawing by making your gift right now at gbb.org or calling us at 800-222-4788. Support for 88.5 GPB Atlanta comes from monthly sustainers 
and Georgia's DBHDD Office of Behavioral Health Prevention urging folks to store and lock away all medications to keep them away from pets and children and prevent theft. Old meds can be disposed at Dropbox locations found at the DBHDD website. And the Atlanta Parent Family Festival, Saturday, October 5th on the Atlanta campus of Mercer University. The event features family-friendly activities, live entertainment, food, and more. Visit atlantaparent.com slash familyfestival. We're back. Uh, Kevin Riley, on yesterday's show, Greg Bluestein was here yesterday, your political reporter, as was Patricia Murphy, syndicated columnist. And um, we talked about the fact that while the rest of the Democrats in Georgia's congressional delegation were pretty clear that they now are uh, have both feet in for impeachment, Lucy McBeth seemed to continue to be a little uh, hazy in her Comments. Uh, she sent out a, 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 a note, an email to her list last night uh, in which she tried to clarify it a bit. She said, you know, I voted to formally begin the impeachment inquiry on September 12th, almost two weeks ago, that the Republican Karen Handel, her opponent, attacked her for at that point. She she's she's sending out an email saying, I'm not sure people realize I'm in for impeachment, but she has been a little more hazy. Yeah, she's been uh, trying to uh, stand on a fence because of that sixth district race that she's in. Um, I will say this, though, I, while we're sitting here, I, I got excited because a, a uh, email popped into my in, inbox from uh, Lucy McBath, you know, her press uh, operation. I'm on the email list. I thought, oh, she's finally going to say something. But it was about her uh, work on to prevent gun violence. And I, I guess there's a hearing going on yeah. now on, on that. Uh, I just think in the middle of all this for her to kind of do that tells you that I, I think she's, again, what I said earlier, tough choice to make. Politicians would rather yeah, not Yeah, but make see, it. now I also think of that in a slightly different context, Robert, and that's this. It is becoming increasingly clear. I mean, gun violence and trying to pass a gun safety uh, law is something that Lucy McBath has been involved with uh, ever since before she became a member. Um and and the Democrats on the house in the House have been really hoping that the Senate will pick up, uh, will support them. This impeachment inquiry throws all of that to the wind. I mean, who, I don't. It's it's hard to imagine how they're going to get much done in the months ahead. The 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 what seems like they were moving to the ability to reach a bipartisan agreement on gun violence. Once the impeachment stuff started happening, that kind of just went out the window. Yeah, but at the same time, Kevin, I noticed yesterday in 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 his numerous new, uh, little uh, conversations with the media while he was at the UN, the president uh, is now using this to blame Democrats for we're not going to ever get a gun bill passed because all the Democrats want to do now is work on impeachment. This is like complete chaos. Yeah. And don't forget, I mean, uh, Trump needs the Republicans to uh, be on his side and the Republicans need him to position them against the Democrats as we had as we head into the election. So uh, I I agree. I just think that uh, no side has any interest in the other side accomplishing anything, only interest in the other side being blamed for whatever's wrong. And to that point, you know, uh, Lucy McBath's sister, sixth district opponent, Karen Handel, she tweeted out, here's my statement on Nancy Pelosi's 
you know, ability, uh, impeachment inquiry, and she starts a sentence with Lucy McBath, and she immediately attacked her and pulled her record. So that's what Lucy McBath was talking about in that fundraising email, and that's what you're talking about with this partisanship going back. Everyone's waiting for someone to speak up so that they have material to pull into a campaign attack ad or something down the line when we get closer to the election. You've uh, continued to uh, look for uh, responses from members of the Georgia congressional delegation. You were particularly interested in uh, what Jody Heiss uh, had to say, uh, uh, I think, right? Yes, Jody Heiss, Republican down in the 10th District. This morning, in the middle of the hearings, he tweeted, hashtag impeachment fever is running rampant in D.C. Last week, the left tried to impeach Justice Kavanaugh over a hashtag fake news New York Times article. Now they're tripping over themselves to impeach Donald Trump. Dems have zero credibility. They'll impeach anybody they disagree with. So, Kevin, I think that this is something that Democrats do have to pay careful attention to. There have been, as you know, Democrats uh, going back since Trump was sworn in who have talked about impeaching him. Now, they were outliers back in those days, but it isn't as if the I-word hasn't been thrown around from the very beginning. And it does seem to me that as the Democrats try to focus their communications, which they're not very good at, they're going to have to be able to separate from the kind of thing that Heiss is talking about and make it clear they feel like they're in a whole new ballgame, that this report that we're now seeing for the first time today about what they allege, what the, what the whistleblower alleges is Trump's significant misconduct, that this is a whole new world. Right, because they jumped on this so quickly. I mean, we had talked about that uh, before they even got the transcript of the phone call. They were on this, and now with this whistleblower report, and now there'll be other things coming along. You had the feeling that for some reason they they thought, well, this this is the thing. In particular, Nancy Pelosi moved with alacrity. And the only thing, I, I mean, I suppose if you're thinking about it in a way that favors the Democrats, you're thinking because it has to do with national security, this is something they think is a winning horse. But if you're looking at it from the Republican side, they do have that point. They were talking, they're talking about impeachment before they've even investigated. Robert, what else you got there for us? We got a whole bunch of stuff. You know, John Lewis was one of the first and loudest. Hank Johnson was the first of the Georgia delegation. But of John the Democrats. Lewis, of the Democrats, Democrats to, to come out. Um, but since then, uh, David Perdue, actually, both of the senators have been kind of quiet. Earlier this week, David Perdue uh, had a quote that he sent to uh, Tamar Hallerman at, over at the AJC. And he says, quote, they've weaponized politics here. They have obstructed this president since day one. I just think it's time to move on and start legislating instead of all of this investigating. And I also reached, I wanted to say, I did reach out to Johnny Isaacson's um, office and they did not have a comment on the impeachment inquiry. This though, Kevin, goes back to what you said early in the show. Republicans got to be careful about how they talk about this. David Perdue is, is attached at the hip to President Trump. He has no choice but to be all in in support of the president at this point. He can't separate himself. But it, 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 to the extent that Trump survives this and goes on to win re-election, it accrues to David Perdue's benefit in his race here in Georgia. To the extent that this gets worse and worse for Trump, the question is, how significant will the impact be on David Perdue's re-election campaign? Yeah, and I think all the Republicans must feel that way, right? I mean, as much as there's been talk about Trump's approval rating and disapproval rating, he's been solid at that sort of between 35 and 40 percent support, right, all along. Well, if you are a Republican, 
you you can't walk away from that 35 to 40% support. You just cannot do it. So you've got the guy in the White House. That's that's just the the gamble you have to make, that right. we're going to bet on this. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, again, we're in our, the last two days of our pledge drive here on the radio side of Georgia Public Broadcasting. And uh, I know Pat Marcus and Bert Wesley Huffman would like to encourage a few more of you before the show is over today to become part of our family. Here they are. We're encouraging you to become part of our family right now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. We really are a family. It's a partnership. Those of you who listen to Political Rewind and all the programs that matter to you on GPB and those of us that create the programs and Bill Nugget, who hosts Political Rewind, you're listening to a special edition of the program. We are in a very busy news cycle right now. We're bringing you expanded coverage, expanded news coverage on GPB, even as we're taking care of the important business of making sure we have the funds on hand to continue bringing it to you. That's what our fall fund drive is all about. We're looking for your support now, especially because the drive is scheduled to end tomorrow. Please take a moment to go to gpb.org, make a donation in whatever amount is right for you, or call 800-222-4788. It's our mission here at GPB to keep you informed, especially when news is breaking, as we experienced yesterday afternoon. Even though we were in the midst of our fall fund drive, we suspended the campaign to bring you NPR's special coverage of President Trump's press conference around 4 o'clock yesterday. Our mission in that time, first and foremost, was to ensure that you didn't miss a single minute of NPR special coverage. That was very important to us. And in order to do this, we made the choice to suspend the fund drive. The most important and reliable source of funding for the news that you rely on, it comes directly from you. So right now we're looking to you to help us pick up the momentum that it takes on uh, on this next to last day to keep us on pace and uh, on point to end the drive. It's scheduled to end just tomorrow. So please do your part right now at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788. We are hearing from listeners all across Georgia during our fun drive. Thank you so much for your support. When we hear from you right now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788, you'll automatically be included in our drawing for a vacation for two to St. Simon's wow. Island. No matter where you live in Georgia, you are going to enjoy spending three nights in an oceanfront room at the beautiful King and Prince Beach and Golf Resort. This vacation includes golf for two, or you could just lay on the beach and relax mm-hmm. if you'd like to. The vacation is good for up to a year, so maybe you want to go this spring, uh, maybe the fall. It's a beautiful time to go to the coast in the fall. You can take that vacation when you like, and if you're the winner, you'll be spending three nights at the King and Prince. You're automatically included in the drawing when we hear from you at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. And our thanks to the King and Prince Beach and Golf Resort right down there on St. Simon's Island. They've always been so good to us here at GPB. And in the past, people who have won this drawing always say they have the time of their lives. And so they you send could... us pictures. And yeah, it's yeah, we love it. So uh, we encourage you to do the same. If you're the lucky winner at 800-222-4788 or at gpb.org. During this fun drive, your contribution at any level is certainly welcome. And it goes right into covering the rising costs of all the programs that you hear on GPB. So uh, 
join us for the first time, maybe renew or increase your support right now. You can go to gpb.org and click donate or call 800-222-4788. And keep in mind that contributing on a monthly basis can make supporting GPB even easier. We talk about it a lot. If you'd like to give that way, you become what we call a GPB sustainer. Your support of 10 or $20 a month automatically continues, so you never have to wor- worry whether your support is current, and you can make your monthly contribution from your checking account or a credit card if that's more convenient. When you think about it, a $20 a month contribution to GPB is a great value, Pat, especially when you consider what so many of us pay for other services that we use, um, and we don't even give it a second thought when we do that. Well, you can donate online at gpb.org, that $20 a month, or call 800-222-4788. You know, I was thinking, Bert, $20 doesn't even buy me two movie tickets yeah, anymore. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie's over in a couple of hours, and that's it. $20 a month, a great way to invest in GPB. And we would love to send you the GPB emergency radio when you make that $20 monthly contribution as a GPB sustainer. This thing does a whole lot of stuff. Of course, it plays AM, FM. It's got a NOAA weather radio and can play weather alerts wherever you are. It's got a built-in flashlight. And best of all, It's got a hand crank, so it charges its own internal battery. Love that. You can keep GPB close when you need us the most with this wonderful, wonderful emergency radio that's available from Eton. You can get it now with a $20 monthly contribution as a GPB sustainer and see it at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788. The clock is ticking on this fun drive. We're coming down to the wire. The drive ends tomorrow. Avoid the last day rush. Come in today, 800-222-4788. Support for 88.5 GPB Atlanta comes from our listeners. And Peachtree Orthopedics, helping Atlanta heal for over 65 years with specialists for every body part, from regenerative medicine to outpatient joint and spine surgery. Their goal is to help people feel better faster. PeachtreeOrthopedics.com. And Georgia State University. GPB Atlanta is licensed to Georgia State University, ranked among the top universities in the nation in commitment to undergraduate teaching. More information is available at gsu.edu. A couple of quick program notes uh, for you. Uh, We are going to, tomorrow, Tamar Hallerman, AJC's Washington reporter, will be with us, and she can really give us some insight about what it's been like up there all week. And then we're doing uh, an all-new Political Rewind TV show Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So I hope you'll tune in uh, uh, for a show that is not the the TV version of the radio show. Kevin Riley, uh, we got just a little time left. Um, Let's just talk about a, a couple quick uh, uh, points that were made by the whistleblower. The whistleblower says that the State Department saw Giuliani's, Rudy Giuliani's rogue outreach, they called it, to Ukraine for Trump as a threat to national security. He was out there pretty much uh, acting as as what? President Trump's private lawyer or whatever. Nobody seemed to know that. Um, and and the, the other thing that was, I thought, really kind of stunning is it wasn't just the phone call that people were looking at to say, was there a quid pro quo? Was Trump essentially saying to President Zelensky, you better uh, come through with dirt? There were, some of the other things were like uh, Mike Pence, the vice president, was scheduled to go uh, to uh, Zelensky's uh, inauguration. He was pulled back. Rick Perry went in his place. And according to the whistleblower, um, it was made clear to the White House staff to, and to Pence, 
that until the president got a better feel for who the Zelensky was, uh, they were going to be a little less uh, open to having this cordial relationship. There are all sorts of little things like that. They're going to give Democrats some ammunition going forward. Yeah, and it's it's a very detailed uh, complaint, and um, we talked about this earlier. We will print it in tomorrow's newspaper, oh, yeah. so if Thank people you. don't find it online or want to just you know get a copy of it, you can just do that by looking at the newspaper tomorrow. But there are a ton of details in here, and it, it just gives the Democrats so many places to go. I mean, if if you believe some of what the Republicans are saying that this is just an effort to. Uh, create problems for President Trump all the way through the 2020 election, well, they may be able to do that based on this report because there's plenty of stuff in there. I was trying the other day, yesterday, actually, Kevin, there's word that the Democrats are going to try to expedite this. They're going to try to be as uh, uh, move forward as quickly as they can. I presumably, I mean, the last step would presumably be a vote on the floor of the House. Republicans are already challenging him, saying, if you want to impeach him, let's take it to a vote. Take it to the vote on the floor. Yeah, although there's no requirement to do that. But they don't. That's right. They don't have to do that. Um, But I'm trying to recall, it seemed to me, thinking back to the Nixon impeachment, that Watergate and all of the events surrounding Watergate it took some time before the public really began to understand what had happened there and believe that this wasn't just a Democratic witch hunt, as President Trump would call this today. Absolutely. I And I have to confess, um, I don't remember a lot about uh, Watergate. And that's no crack <laughs> about your age. I, I, I just don't. I have read a lot about it, studied a lot about it. And um, what... People say the experts and what comes clear when you when you check on it is that once Congress held hearings that were televised and the story was recounted for the public, in particular, John Dean's testimony is what people that's when people started to understand it, get behind it. And it, 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 it was actually when Republicans started to come around, because really, when you check back, they I don't think the language was as strong as we see it today from the president's party. But people were not persuaded. Yes. But, Robert, you're a child of the multi-screen, multi-platform era. What Kevin Riley's talking about is when there were three networks who all broadcast the Watergate hearings and people got to watch just a relatively neutral uh, broadcast of these things. That's not the way people are going to watch the hearings that are underway now. They're going to be watching on Fox and hear the Fox analysts come back afterward. They're going to watch on MSNBC and hear the MSNBC liberal. It's a different world. It's totally different. And we talked about this the other day that if Nixon had a Twitter or if he had a Fox News, uh, that kind of bully pulpit to help him, would things have turned out differently? Um, the way, the way that we consume news and media is completely different now and the way that we can instantly fact check and, you know, even like these memos, those weren't online and readily available for the uh citizens to read people like me to just pull up on my phone find on the website to read those things to see for yourself you had to get it from somewhere in an hour-long 30-minute newscast versus these three-hour-long hearings with another two hours of analysis from your favorite pundits kevin uh if you go to the clinton impeachment 
the conve- tomorrow, Jackie Gingrich Cushman, Newt Gingrich's daughter, a frequent panelist on the show, is going to be uh, one of the people we'll have on on our, our our TV show, the show that will air on Sunday. We're recording it tomorrow. Um, she, the conventional wisdom is it was that impeachment which which Newt led that led to his downfall and 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 hurt Republicans very dramatically in the next election cycle uh, that Democrats look over their shoulders at that right now. Yeah. And and that one, uh, when people talk about that, it really comes down to this argument over Clinton's, let's just call them transgressions compared to, say, Trump's transgressions. You know, Clinton's transgressions were deeply personal. And ultimately, um, I mean, again, he appeared to have lied under oath. So, uh it, it is. Some people want to say that's the great danger, that it will benefit the party that is of the president. But I don't know. Kevin Riley, Robert Jimison, we are out of time. Robert, thank you for being with us. Kevin Riley, you're my GPB radio everyday hero. I want you to have this mug, which you and everybody else out there can get if you pledge uh, to GPB. That's it for us for today. I'm Bill Nygut. We'll see you here again tomorrow at 2 o'clock. <laughs>